Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you take advantage of every opportunity. My guest this week is Jeeva Senilnathan, and she is a 19-year-old who is studying mechanical engineering at Colorado School of Mines, but is heavily involved in the Colorado political scene and even ran for office in her home district. Being from Colorado, it was such a pleasure to talk with Jeeva about her organizing work and activism in my home state. So without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Jeeva Senilnathan. Hi, everyone. My name is Jeeva Sundalnathan. I'm currently 19 years old, and I'm an undergraduate uh, sophomore at Colorado School of Mines. I'm currently majoring in mechanical engineering, but a large part of my passion is actually in politics and youth activism. I started in activism back in 2016. 2016 was actually the year that I was a freshman in high school, and it was also the same year that Donald Trump got elected. So um, I actually joined the speech and debate team at my school and I started getting more active and, you know, a speech and debate required a lot more of me reading the news. So I was like starting to get involved in like politics and I really enjoy uh, congressional debate. And then like, I never imagined that I would, it, my like life would be taking a turn in politics. But in 2017, I actually had um, a candidate in House District 44. She knocked on my door. Um, she canvassed on my door. And so I... You know, I happened to pick it up and she was like, I'm a candidate running in your like district. And like, you know, I'm I'm just like a one man band right now. And I would love to, you know, like see your support. And so I came out to like a park one day and I met her and she was just like, I mean, like she was like the sweetest thing, but like she was definitely relatable because like when I was younger, I was like, I'm going to do engineering for sure. I'm going to do something in STEM. And she actually majored in computer science at Mines. And uh, now you see the connection. <laughs> And so like she she was running for office and I was like, you know, well, like, you know, she's studied computer science. She's like in STEM, like, like, why not help her? So I end up helping her like I volunteer to be her campaign manager. And so like I went to like a lot of events with her in Denver, like took her pictures and like, you know, try to make her like this high profile candidate, even though she was like very, very quiet. And so um, I guess like in the area, like it just became like a huge networking opportunity. I got like pretty much introduced to the political community in Colorado. And ever since then, like my life has been history in politics. Um, I worked as like a legislative aide for state representative Tom Sullivan um, during my junior year of high school, which was pretty cool. I got to go to the Capitol and I, I went to Colorado Early Colleges Parker, which is like a dual enrollment school. So I took like college classes on the side. I got my associate's degree, transferred everything to mines. And then like really started getting involved in like politics and then like I what else have I done like I don't know I've just been in Denver so much that like I've seen all the strikes the rallies and then like I there was a climate strike there was one that Greta came to in Denver and so like I went to that strike and then ever since then I've been organizing with the IIYC committee which is like the indigenous youth and then I've also been like helping set up like other BLM protests and so like, you know, I really got into like this community organizing and I've just like made my way up. I became like a DNC delegate for Bernie Sanders. There's like a lot of things I've done at this point. 
so you can you can like feel free to nail me down. I ran for office this last year. So well, let's get started with that then, because that last part of you running for office is actually how I found you and learn more about your story. So tell me more about what inspired you to do that and how that campaign went for you. Give me the whole scoop on that part of your story. Yeah. So, I mean, like in high school, I've always wanted to, I guess, like, I've always had this like idea to like write a good amount of policy. Like I have this like vision of how the world should work. Um, you know, it's hard for me to see like people not having like their basic human rights or like, you know, like their basic human needs just being like taken away from them all the time. And so when I worked in Denver, like for about like a year, I went to like school for MSU, like, and I took a couple courses there. Um, and like when I worked as a legislative aide for Representative Tom Sullivan, like I would see like, you know, huge homeless population. And like, I haven't like worked in like Denver like before that you know like I would always go to school be like that regular typical high school kid just like continue studying I wouldn't do like anything big in Denver but like as soon as I got introduced like you know the city of Denver and like the climate of Denver like major red flags like had popped up into my brain I was like you know I need to like run for office and because I think that like everybody deserves like a beautiful picture of the world you know like just coming into the world like you do not deserve like seeing homeless people like like seeing all these injustices into the world is just like not okay with me. So I, I ran for office. I really like writing policy. It was always something that I had in mind, like during high school, I guess like, it, well, like during high school, I had a really, like I had a big picture that I was like, you know what, I'm going to finish up mechanical engineering at mines. Then I'm going to run for Congress when I'm like 25. And then like, I had a mentor come over and she was like, well, you, you were just like a DNC delegate for Bernie Sanders. Like what's your next big step in politics? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe I should just like take a break from politics, you know? But then I was like, I also just stay like active in the political community. So she was like, you know, you're 18. Did you know that like you can run for office? And I was like, major like green light in my brain. Like, oh my God, I'm 18 now. I can run for office. So I ran for city council. It wasn't like, I guess, like my first choice of office to run for, but like definitely be a good experience. I think that like I would hold a lot of powers as like an elected official to pretty much like voice some of my like concerns of like, you know, different kinds of communities of color that I was like already seeing. So I ran for city council, but I live in Douglas County, which is like not the most apt place to run for office. But I mean, it was definitely good. Like, I mean, I learned a lot about campaign finance. I learned how to like register through like secretary of state and like what that all means. So like it was a big learning experience and I really enjoyed it. Okay, so that whole story is really interesting to me, and I'm glad that you learned so much through that process. In your intro, you talked some about studying mechanical engineering, and I think that's a really unique part of your story that I want to talk more about with you. How do you see mechanical engineering fitting into your activism or maybe your political aspirations? Mechanical engineering and politics aren't the most common combination of interests I've ever heard, so I'd love to know more. Yeah. So like originally, like I, I was like, okay, my like major is going to be political science, but then, you know, I was thinking about it because I know like most students who wanted to go into like law, they typically took their undergraduate as like political science. And, you know, I believe in not just doing the work through pencil and paper, you know, like I believe in actually building with my hands. And I was like, you know, maybe I should take mechanical engineering because 
what that does it is it takes me into like those really difficult kind of spaces for like oil and gas, you know? And I feel like, like if I had gotten into like those kinds of spaces where I can really protest or like where I can really consult some of these kinds of companies into like renewable energy, like that's going to make a huge impact, you know? And I feel like with political science, like you don't like really kind of get access to those spaces unless like you're considered credible. Right. So that's like why I studied mechanical engineering. Like I, like I set up a lot of climate strikes when I was in Denver, pretty much like these past couple of years. And so that was one of the reasons like why I wanted to study mechanical engineering for like a broader base and get into those spaces. But another reason was also like, I see like a homeless population. I was like, I hope to like house these people one day. And if, I, if that means like building homes, like sustainable homes with like sustainable, like waste landscape materials. And like, I think I can make a bigger impact that way. Right. Like it's not just writing policy through pencil and paper, but also like actually doing the action and being upfront, you know? So I think like mechanical engineering gives me that like space to do that. I think that idea of being more hands-on as a politician is really interesting and you'd be able to bring an expertise to the table that most people couldn't really understand. So that makes a lot of sense. I also want to talk some about your organization, Provando. Tell me some about the mission of that organization and what you're doing with it now, because it's definitely another important layer of your story. Yeah. So like when I, I guess like when I was in high school and like when I ran for office, like I learned a lot about like other kinds of global challenges. Um, And like in my mind, I was like, you know, I really do want to run a business one day, like something to do with tech, something to do with like, you know, policy. And like, you know, like while I'm in Congress, I have like a side business, like, you know, like that is my dream. And so I definitely had trouble with like the vision a couple of years ago, but like now it's all starting to piece together. And ultimately like, you know, I have family in India, so I decided to, like, start off with, like, the global challenge that was, like, pissing me off there, which was um, India's rape crisis for women, like, huge, major problem every single time I go to visit them, and so, like, I decided to, like, you know, put up a team together, and I was, like, you know, I want to start solving global challenges dependent on their geographic location, and so the way that I'm doing that is through, like, wearable technologies, you know, like, I've been, like, I'm studying mechanical engineering, I've gotten like really into like computer science work though. And like, you know, um, some of the most recent up-to-date technologies like machine learning, computer vision, augmented reality, like all sorts of those kinds of branches of artificial intelligence, you know? And so I think like, with that being said, like, you know, like I said, I'm just really interested in solving global challenges. And like, I have a research team up in hand and I like, like the ultimate vision is to have like public safety telecommunicators, like, you know, functioning behind this, I guess like in short, if I had, if you had to imagine this, it would be like a police union, but like by the people, you know? So the motto that I currently have for India for like this one global challenge is creating a livable world for all women. And then the, the motto or like the vision that I have for like the company right now is for the people, but by the women. That's the kind of like the the idea is that like, you know, it it really focuses on like feminist philosophy. I read lots of philosophy and like I wanted to pretty much like create something that like had that kind of idea of, you know, whenever we think about for the people, by the people, I mean, like that's just like for namesake. Right. But like it was all written by men. It was all written by men and like it all works in favor for men. If you think about like pink tax, like, you know, we could talk about so many different like kinds of problems, but, you know, pink tax that like target women discriminate women in these kinds of senses, you know? 
like I said, yeah, for the people, by the people is just like namesake for all men in the end, right? And so I wanted to create something that was like for the people, but by the women. And that was actually for like, you know, by the women, like solutions that were created by us. So that's a little bit what Provando is about. It's like still functioning. We started as like a nonprofit in 2020. And like now we're like converting it to like a for-profit. So there's like levels and stages to it. (laughs) That's an interesting idea. And I love how you're combining your engineering background with your activism and trying to make a change using those skills. So I have one more question for you and then I'll let you go. Lots of young people, particularly college students, want to create change and they want to make a difference in the world, but they may not know where to get started. Do you have any words of wisdom for those people who may be listening? Yeah. So I think like it kind of like depends on the space or like the environment that they're in. But like, I would definitely say like, you know, focus on what kinds like of passions that you have, like within politics, what are the issues that like make you the most angry, right? And then like do some research. I was most interested like in high school, I was like super interested in like, you know, gun safety, because like, gun violence was like a huge issue at the time. And I was like, pretty much involved in like students demand action for lives. And, you know, I found state representative Tom Sullivan, who unfortunately, his son passed away in the 2012 Aurora theater shooting. And like, I really wanted to, you know, sit in his office and like get that feel, you know, And like, I had the opportunity to work on like extreme risk protection order, which is like a, it was like legislation that pretty much, I guess, like restricts people or like those who are mentally ill from like obtaining firearms temporarily. So like, it's also called Colorado's like red flag law and like, you know, good experience to be a part of that. But like, you know, like at the time I was really passionate about it and like I did my own research and like there's lots of opportunities in like different states, you know, like if you want to intern at like the Capitol or like if there's like an issue you really care about, try to find someone who like, you know, has has like a first and experience on that and, you know, try working with them and like I said, I like I'm always like a, a resource too. Like I feel like young people who are like, where should I get certain politics? Like I'm always here to help. DM on Instagram, like my phone number's made been made public. House address has been made public at this point after running for office. So like I'm always here to like, you know, guide other young people. I feel like I kind of got a bit of like an advantage because I had like a candidate knock on my door, you know. And then I also had access to high school Democrats of America. And like I was a state officer during my senior year of high school school. So I think like, you know, like looking into different kinds of organizations. I work at Future Coalition. Future Coalition is a great like climate organization. Um, High School Democrats of America, College Democrats of America, like those are two good organizations to go to. I guess like truly if you're interested in politics, but you know where to get started, I would say start with like your state party, you know, start like with the, like I went to like the Colorado Democratic Party and I was like, you know, what kind of initiatives do you have? Like, are you starting like a voter initiative or like, you know, like a specific campaign around like this issue and like, they're going to be super helpful to you. So I, like, that's my biggest advice is like, if you really like need like a good starting point, go to like your state party and ask them because like they have lots of things for you. I had a lot of fun talking with Jiva and I'm excited to see where she goes from here with her political career. There is one aspect of her story that I really want to highlight, though, because I think it's part of the reason that Jiva has been able to make so much change so far. She's really taken advantage of every opportunity that's been thrown her way. 
from getting involved in politics after a candidate canvassed at her door, to working with local organizations, to even running for office after someone suggested it to her, Jiva has really taken every opportunity she's gotten and ran with them. She's been able to cultivate connections, advocate for a variety of issues, and learn so much about politics from her experiences thus far. And she wouldn't have had any of those chances if she didn't take advantage of them when they presented themselves to her. You never know where each experience in life may take you. So we can all take a page out of Jiva's book because change comes when you take advantage of every opportunity. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can follow Jiva on Instagram at jiva.senelnathan to get connected with her. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.